Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Over the Top Sports. It is Vinny the Shark here riding solo today with our famous producer over here, Goon. And we are here at the Wheelbarrow Studios, and we wish Big Mike and Rob the best of luck at their wedding uh, thing going on over there. So we will miss you guys, and here we go. We have a show. We, the show still goes on, so here we are. And the MLB opened up, and it's a very, very exciting time for us Yankee fans and everybody out there who's a big baseball fan. It opened up with quite a bang with uh, Ian Happ hitting a home run literally on the first pitch of the 2018 season as the Cubs beat the Marlins in their home opener. But the Marlins did get last laugh last night as they won a 17-inning game. And now we're on pace for an 81-win season. So that should be pretty interesting. Um, Giancarlo Stanton couldn't ask for a better debut for us pinstripe fans. He homered twice in his Yankee debut. However, did you happen to catch John Sterling's home run call for this guy? I listened to it after the fact. Not a fan. Uh, it's supposed to be some Italian phrase here, and it doesn't make too much sense. And I'm not a big fan of it. It's um, It goes, Giancarlo non si può staparlo. No idea what that means. He's not even Italian. Um, not a fan. John Sterling, you have uh, all these great calls. This might go down as your worst call of all time. Not a fan of it whatsoever. Disappointed. Uh, bad news for the Yankees, though, as reported by Brian Hawk, a friend of the show, a former guest. He said uh, Aaron Hicks' injury, it could have been Clint Frazier uh, to be called up at this time if he was healthy. Unfortunately, Clint Frazier is not. So uh, with Ellsbury out too, it looks like we might be seeing some Giancarlo and Judge playing left and right, which should be pretty interesting. Uh, Even Aaron Judge, you might even see in center field. And uh, he said he played center field most of his career. So it'll be interesting to see a big guy like that patrolling center field. But uh, he's He's more than just a big guy. He's, he's got fun. Yeah, he's a, he's a big athletic guy, so it should be fun to see a guy like Judge in center. We'll see if uh, Aaron Boone goes through with that. Yankees 2-0. They take on the Blue Jays today. CeCe Sabathia on the hill. He had a big year last year. We'll see if he can follow that up this year as um, the Yankees look to go 3-0 and to open the season. And uh, the Red Sox, they uh, look pretty strong with Chris Sale starting the day until the eighth inning came around, and their bullpen gave up six runs in the eighth inning. So anybody who bet the Red Sox – myself uh you lost a lot of money due to the bullpen chris sale did his job and um uh, the bullpen looks like it's be a big problem for the boston red sox this year uh and that's a good thing as a yankee fan but it wasn't too good for me and my wallet on opening day as a big chris sale advocate got to stick to the first five innings when you know that guy's going to go out and do his job but the uh, red sox did get the win david price looked pretty good yesterday and we have a call coming in so let's take that over here uh what's your name and welcome to over the top sports hi how you doing it's Anthony. Good. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, when he's done with his uh, monologue, I'd like to talk about the Yankees and Brett Gardner. Go right ahead. Get right to it. You're on right now. All right. Hi, how you doing? We're doing great. How's it going? Good. Uh, I just want to point out a couple of things. You talk about the Yankees in the outfield. Uh, Brett Gardner's got to go. <laughs> I mean, I know it's the second game of the season. But if you look at yesterday's game, well, first of all, let's go back to Brett Gardner in general. They think like he's the second coming of Christ and he's a 264 hitter. The guy has <laughs> zero baseball IQ. He doesn't know when to steal, when not to steal. Uh, he's got no arm. Uh, he's in his 30s. He's kind of washed, getting washed up. Like, and now let's go back to yesterday's game. Brett Gardner's on first. He's got Aaron Judge at the plate. Normally, Brett Gardner waits till like a 3-2 and two count, and then he'll steal. The second pitch, the third pitch, he should be on second base. He he, he he doesn't steal. He stands there. Judge hits into a double play. If he goes on the second pitch, first of judges see more fastballs. More fastballs, more home runs. The, the threat of him leaving is better. He's just he's he's too he doesn't 
have a baseball IQ that's capable of hitting. They have to run him more, too, because now if you open up first base, you got Giancarlo Stanton over there. You're not going to just walk judge when you got Stanton backing him up. You don't want two runners on for that guy. So he's got to be more aggressive now this year. And and Seth Garner, you're right. He's never stole a big base in the guy's life. Right. I I, I don't understand why they don't trade him for a bag of balls to somebody else. You got these other guys coming up. You got Florial. I'd rather see Florial flounder and learn than, you know, Brett Gardner do whatever he's doing. I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately you for you, I know you're a very big uh, Brett Gardner hater over here, but um, he is a, in a contract year this year, and now with the Yankees team that they have, they really don't have a true leadoff hitter. And I know Brett Gardner tries to hit for more power now, which I'm not really a big fan of. And yeah, out of my leadoff hitter, I'd rather him batting with a higher batting average. But Brett Gardner is going to be here, and he's a pretty big part of the team, especially with the uh, injuries going on in the outfield. You know, Ellsbury and Hicks, you can't really rely on these guys to stay healthy. Okay, you say he's not a true leadoff hitter. His he, the only thing I will give him credit for, he takes a lot of pitches, but his, his on base percentage is, is three forty seven. If you're a true leadoff hitter, you got to have that up over four. That that'd be so, ideal, but you know what? The uh, it's hard to be a four hundred on base percentage these days in baseball. It's getting tougher and tougher to do. But uh, I agree, it should be a little higher. Ellsbury, they got to cut their losses. The guy's always hurt. When 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 he's Absolutely. playing, he's only fifty percent of the player he used to be. Let him go. You got all it these didn't work out. Up. We don't need him. Let's get rid of the guy. I'm with you 100% on that. Go back you're, to Boston. You're paying him anyway. Yep. But he's hurting you. He's too fragile. Hicks I, is proven to be fragile also. You might look into right. trading Hicks because you could get Hicks something of value. Hicks is somebody that you might see get traded. But uh, it's Frazier. We need, we need Frazier up. We need him healthy. And once he gets going, uh, he's going to be the guy. That's why the Yankees have been hesitant to trade him. They could have traded uh, – they could have exactly. got Garrett Cole this offseason. But they believe in Clint you Frazier, got, so – we need to get that guy healthy. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's there's names in there. We got names that can come up for him, absolutely. Uh, listen, I appreciate but, the call, uh, and I hope Brett Garner can prove you wrong and do some well for the Yankees, and thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. All right, bye. Thank you. Take care. Um, all right, so back to baseball. Um, that's interesting. I, I know that caller. Uh, he's not a very big fan of Brett Gardner by any means, and um, – Hopefully, we'll see a better Brett this season going forward. The Cardinals, they got some bullpen help. They got smoked by the Mets on opening day. Syndergaard went out there. He threw 10Ks effortlessly. But the Cardinals, they don't look like they're the normal Cardinals we're used to seeing, Goon. Um, they, don't have the, they don't have the hitting. They don't have the pitching. But they did bolster their uh, bullpen by signing Greg Holland, finally. Uh, opening day started. They signed Greg Holland to a one-year, $14 million contract. He had 40-plus saves for the Rockies last season. He's a good pitcher. We'll see if he can help out the Cardinals. But, um they're going at it with the Mets today. Jacob DeGrom on the hill for the Mets. Uh, L.A. Dodgers haven't scored a run yet this uh, whole season. Two games, 18 innings, no runs, and they lost each game by one run. one nothing each off the bat of Joe Panic. Solo home runs in each of those games. Tough to lose, you know, 2 nothing in two games. That's not a combined. Uh, that's not how you really want to go. So the Dodgers off to a, a slow start. They won over 100 games last year. Uh, Clayton Kershaw already 0-1, even despite only giving up one run. The bats got to get clicking in L.A. over there. And uh, Big Mike, he left me some fantasy updates for you guys, so let me pull them up for you. He said, obviously it's only been two days, but some names he's watching. Angels outfielder Cole Calhoun, three for eight. He said, don't forget they lowered the right field wall this year over there in Anaheim. It's a good point over there, so keep a watch out for Cole Calhoun. White Sox are based on that Davidson. He had three home runs on day one. He caught everybody's eye. His power is legit, and he quietly hit 26 home runs last year. Athletic shortstop Marcus Simeon. Four for nine so far, offers some good speed and power. He likes him as a middle infielder in deep rostered leagues or starting a 12-team league is fine. So look out for Marcus Simeon on the A's. And Marcus Lewis Brinson, he was one of the good prospects the Marlins actually acquired with all those trades when they were cleaning house. The big fish, the team acquired, Yelich. I don't mind him as your team's last outfielder. Will hit for some pop and steal bags. Four and 13 on the season. I like him more in a dynasty league than a redraft. So those are big mics. It's early. It's only two games, but big mics. Nobody knows the fantasy game better. He won our daily fantasy DraftKings opening day thing. Uh, over here at Over the Top Sports, we're going to be throwing out some daily fantasy players for you guys. We're not going to go over 4,500 ever because we think that's a little too easy to do. So we're going to keep it under 45. We'll give you a daily fantasy player every day. And at least me and Big Mike will. Uh, Goon and Rob, they slack off a little bit with that stuff or can't provide a valuable explanation. True. But um, check it out for all your daily fantasy over there. Baseball fantasy, uh, daily fantasy, very, 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 very fun. So um, 
that's uh, that's pretty much it for baseball. We got a couple of games today. I got my bets. I'm going to be coming at you. But um, over the top sports had a special guest. We had our first pre-recorded interview, and it's Jeff Jarrett of the WWE Hall of Fame. He's being inducted on Friday. He's coming on our show this Monday. We were thankful for him to give us his time. It was a great interview. He was a really, really cool guy. Um, coming on a small show like this meant a lot to us. So uh, I have a little snippet for you guys for the Monday interview, and let's let it roll, Goon. Jeff, uh, we've seen Goldberg go in, Kurt Angle go in, some big names, now yourself go in, and they've had matches, Jeff. Uh, is there something coming in the future here, a uh, match for Jeff Jarrett back with WWE? I'll just say this. And we cut it off short so you listen to the interview. <laughs> so check that out Monday. It was a really good interview over there. So um, WWE Hall of Famer is being inducted on Friday. He had a pretty crazy career. He had a lot going on. We asked him about uh, – Bash of the Beach 2000 for anybody when he laid down for Hulk Hogan and Vince Russo came out and delivered a really, really crazy shoot promo. So great interview for all you wrestling fans as we approach WrestleMania, which is next Sunday. Anytime anyone wants to give a call about that for about wrestling, we're all about that over here too, as much as, even though we don't talk about it as much as the regular sports, but anyway, get involved in the show any way you want. 646-716-5403. That's 646-716-5403. You could tweet us at over the top sport. No S. No S. Or go on our Facebook at Over the Top Sport. We are live on Facebook Live. We will get to your comments. We love the interaction. So get involved. We are in a different studio. I'm riding solo here. Swimming alone is Vinny the Shark. Uh, check in later for some plays. Uh, I got some big bets for you guys. I'm 5-2 and two to start the MLB season, and I look to build off that and have a successful year. So make sure you don't miss those plays. Big games tonight. NCAA Final Four. Here we go. Final Four, Loyola, Chicago versus Michigan. We got a five and a half point spread. We all know what's going on with Sister Jean, the magic that they're having over there. Uh, Michigan has been playing really, really lights out. Like I said, I was down on them with that week off. I thought I was going to mess them up. They completely proved me wrong. They had the last second shot against Houston. They're riding a really magical run over here. The three seed Michigan coming out against Loyola Chicago, who nobody had, absolutely nobody had this team in the final four, unless you're just in a bracket that didn't cost you any money and you were fooling around. That's the only reason you would have Loyola Chicago here. But now that Loyola Chicago is here, they have your attention and they have mine too. They're getting five and a half tonight. This has been a team that is riding complete magic and have been surprising over and over again. And you know what? They actually have some talent. Michigan is not a good rebounding team. I'm pretty sure they finished dead last in total rebounds. And Loyola has a pretty good big man over here. That's going to be a trouble for them inside. If they could stop Michigan from the outside hitting their threes, I think Loyola Chicago has a big shot and a big chance of coming in there. I took Loyola Chicago to win the NCAA championship at the final four due to their odds. Plus 1,200. Uh, if they win, I could hedge them right in the final round. That means I'm guaranteed money. 1,200 for a final four team uh, to pick to win the whole thing. That's a lot of money. That's a big, juicy payout. So if you're interested in that, go at them over there. Plus 1,200 for Loyola Chicago. I'm also taking Loyola Chicago to win tonight anyway. Plus five and a half. I like them to cover that. I wouldn't be surprised if they win, but Loyola Chicago, I like to cover the five and a half and not getting enough love against a big conference team like Michigan. I like Loyola to come out and at least cover this game. It's going to be a good game. So it's going to be fun to watch that one. And now we got two one seeds where one seed, one one seed is not getting enough love. Villanova versus Kansas. Now that is a juicy, juicy game. Big East champions, Nova. Big 12 champions, Kansas. You could say the Big 12 is the best conference this year. Kansas coming off a huge win against Duke, uh, overtime win. Newman has been coming their best player. It's not Devontae Graham. It's not Azubuki. It's Newman right now. He's been running the show over here in the tournament. But uh, Villanova, they've been the best team, and they've proved it. Look at their track record. Just look what they're doing in the tournament. They're destroying their opponents. They are routing their opponents. They won every game by 10-plus points. Villanova is the real deal. Brunson, they can play. They got the guard play that can roll with anybody over here, Villanova. And they are the favorites to win everything. Uh, I think Kansas is going to give them a big battle. I don't think Kansas is getting enough love. Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, we're going to go here. Kansas is going to cover their five. I like the teaser of Kansas and Loyola. Tease them up. Let's tease those dogs up. Let's win that. Villanova, uh, it's hard to pick against them, but I'm, we're talking about Kansas here. And they had a much tougher road to get to the Final Four than uh, Villanova did. I had a lot of love for West Virginia, but they play a full-court press, and I knew Villanova's guards would have a lot to – say about that they're too talented for a full court press like that so they overcame huggy bears full court press they're in the final four but we're going with kansas over here today because kansas is going to win i don't know if they're going to win but they're going to cover it's going to be a close game you got to give them a lot of love you got to be feeling good off that overtime win against duke 
Um, Bill Self, great coach versus Jay Wright, a great coach. This is going to be an excellent game for you college basketball lovers over there. I'm going to ride with Kansas to cover, but Villanova to win. And that will bring us into the finals, which will be Monday night, same night as our Jeff Jarrett interview, which we will air before the NCAA comes on. So that is the NCAA. Um, crazy, crazy brackets going on. Um, well, it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's just put it that way. Let's uh, go! Let's go! Let's go to the women's side here. Uh, the UConn Huskies, the Lady Huskies lost. The only reason they're getting any mention on this show right now is because they didn't win. Uh, the team that just wins consecutive games over and over again, 100 wins after 100 wins after 100 wins. Um, well, they lost in the Final Four to Notre Dame in overtime. And um, no surprise, all the one seeds made the Final Four in the women's bracket. But to a surprise, UConn actually lost, so they deserve some recognition, the Notre Dame ladies. Good job, Lady Irish. Big win over the UConn Huskies. They're not going to do it this year for God knows how many consecutive years they've been dominating that sport. But not so fast. They're not going to do it this year. NBA, let's go to here. The NBA playoffs, uh, they're coming up soon. Teams only have like seven to eight games left. Um, so the playoff seedings, that we pretty much know what teams are going to be in, but we don't know what seedings we're going to have in there. Greg Holland is sent to high AAA, so he's not going to start the season for the Cardinals, everybody. So uh, anybody. Spring training. So. Yeah, he, he didn't participate in spring training at all, so that's not too much of a surprise. But if you're picking up in fantasy, you're not going to have him to start right away. So Greg Holland starting off in AAA. Uh, single A. Single A, so he's, oh, yeah, yeah. he's still got to go through a little bit. We'll see. Um, all right, so back to the NBA. The Rockets clinched the number one seed. The Warriors, they got battling some injuries, and that made them fall through. Uh, that made them fall back. They're going to clinch the number two seed. Interesting enough, nobody had the Warriors not finishing number one. So, But the Rockets, they've been pretty, pretty special this year. Kevin Durant got ejected for a fifth time this year. Uh, he's actually approaching Rashid Wallace territory when it comes to ejections. ejections. That's the head guy, Rashid Wallace. Ball don't lie. He's been ejected seven times in one year. Uh, Kevin Durant double teed up again for the fifth time. Uh, he's definitely playing the heel of the Golden State Warriors over there. He's bought into that whole thing. But uh, Western Conference, four to eight seeds, they're all separated by one game. So we don't know who's going to be playing who. It's very interesting if Steph Curry can't make the first round of the NBA playoffs, if he, if the Warriors, a team like the T-Wolves as the seventh seed, uh, the T-Wolves are going to be getting back Jimmy Butler. And the T-Wolves have been playing some good ball. Uh, the Spurs could fall through there. The, the Nuggets could fall through there. And OKC could fall in there. You don't know who's going to fall there. Four to eight, all separated by one game with uh, seven, eight games to go. It's going to be fun to see who seeds where. Uh, shout out to the Trailblazers. Nobody had them finishing as the third seed. Some people didn't even have them in the playoffs. Damon Dollar got it going. They were on a big win streak. Uh, shout out to Portland. A lot of love. It looks like they're going to lock up the third seed. And that's, that's a cool story because – Portland does not get a lot of love. Damian Lillard continuously gets snubbed from all-star games until he did this captain stuff, uh, just due to the strong guard play in the West. So it's nice to see uh, Dame Dollar over there uh, getting the love over there and getting the Trailblazers up to the third seed over there. Let's see if they can advance past the first round of the NBA playoffs. In the Eastern Conference, uh, Philadelphia, they were hot. They won nine of ten games. They're only a half game behind the Cleveland Cavaliers for the third seed. Uh, Joel Embiid, though, he got hurt. And uh, no surprise he got hurt, but to a surprise, he made it this long in the season here. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. It could be two to four weeks. It could be longer. Who knows? Uh, obviously, you got to be a little careful with him, but the Philadelphia Sixers are finally back in the playoff uh, picture. It's been a long time since we've seen a team like the Philadelphia Sixers come in and get the love uh, that they're getting. They're the four seed. It could be the three. Uh, hopefully, MB could come back. Uh, they were playing really, really good ball down the stretch, getting hot at the right time, and then a big injury like that. It was a freak injury, too. Uh, so too bad for Embiid. He's a really fun guy to watch, and we'll we'll see. We wish him a speedy recovery back. We'll see if he could do it. And uh, LeBron James, I don't know. Let me. Is this a big deal or not, Goon? You let me know. Uh, he passes Michael Jordan in something. 867 straight games with 10 plus points. Big deal or no big deal? Overrated. Overrated. Well, he's not overrated, but this stat might be a little overrated. Uh, 10 points. Come on, come on. He he sleeps. He gets 10 points in his sleep. LeBron James. I mean. It's not that big of a deal. Obviously, Jordan didn't play as many games as LeBron. So uh, it's not like Jordan's streak ended because he couldn't get 10 points in a game. It ended because he didn't play as many games as LeBron. Uh, LeBron played 867 straight games. Jordan didn't. So um, that's just a, it's just a little stupid thing. But he he took it very, very – he loved it. He loved the attention he was getting. So, uh, oh, yes. He was palming the ball, waving to the crowd. Uh, he, he was definitely in uh, all in on that record. Uh, so – I guess anytime he passes Jordan, it's a big deal, LeBron, which I guess is a big deal. You pass Michael Jordan something, but um, 10 points, I mean, come on. That's, 
it's not like it's consecutive games, you know, uh, he sat out a couple of these games, but whenever he's picked in the court and played, he's gotten over 10 points. It's a, that's an easy thing for LeBron James to do. So I don't, horse he can get 10 points. I don't know if horse he could get 10 points in a game. I've seen that guy's jump shot. He throws it to the moon. Uh, he misses the backboard completely. So I'm not going to go with that, but LeBron James, I do expect you to get 10 points and I don't expect you to uh, run around the, the whole center court, waving your ball, and I'm also tired of all these Instagram accounts. They should just make a LeBron Instagram account, House of Highlights. LeBron James says one thing. House of Highlights, Bleacher Creatures, he says one thing. It's all over Instagram. Who cares? ESPN, the same Who cares? Everybody's got to stop riding on this guy. Breaking I mean, news, LeBron James just sneezed. When he does something on the court, you could tell me about it. But when he's just saying something, like, I don't care. I don't care about his political views. That's the number one thing I don't care about. And um, I don't care what he says about college basketball when he's never played in it. Just enough is enough. I don't want to hear about LeBron James when he does anything. LeBron James had eggs for breakfast. It's all over House of Highlights and Bleacher Creatures. Enough is enough. But um, OKC, let's go to back in the NBA over here. One and four in their last five. And not too funny, Carmelo Anthony was benched in the fourth quarter of last night's overtime loss against his old team, the Denver Nuggets, where he always likes to play. And he actually doesn't have a very good record against the Nuggets, which is pretty funny, dating back to his days with the Knicks and now with the Thunder. But they're one and four. And um, – Carmelo Anthony in his last five games, he was nine for 21 last night. Let's go through his last five games here. He shot 22 for 61. This guy's supposed to be a superstar. He can never shoot 50% if his life depended on it. He just chucks up shots. He gets the field goal opportunities, and that's where he gets his numbers from. Last five, Miami, six points, two for eight. Uh, Boston, 13 points, five for 13. Portland, six points, three for 13. Uh, Denver, he put up 23 points on nine for 21. And San Antonio, nine points, three for six. 22 for 61 altogether. Got benched last night. Uh, they, they didn't need him chalking up uh, prayers, you know. They, they had enough. And uh, he, he thinks he's still such a great superstar. I'm done with the refs. Like, who cares about your opinion? You suck. You're being exploited over there in the West. Your home coach benched you in the fourth quarter because they don't want to see you in the game and ruin the chance of winning. Unfortunately, the Thunder, they did lose. So um, Carmelo thinks he has a say. They would have won if he was in the game. I don't think so. I think you just plain old suck. So that's enough of my Carmelo Anthony right there. Um, let's go into uh, – I saw a inter- pretty in- interesting interview on ESPN with Golick and Ronda Rousey. And um, we all know where I stand on Ronda Rousey. I think she's, uh, I think she's terrible. <laughs> I think uh, when she lost – she was the face of the UFC, and once she lost, she didn't handle it very, very well to me. She was crying on Ellen, and she, she lost everything. She was supposed to be the superhuman. Once she started going with the women's rights, like I'm the big woman leader, everyone follow me, women are so tough, blah, blah, blah. That's when I didn't like it. And ESPN were glorifying this girl, and she didn't deserve it. And she lost back-to-back fights, and she ran away from the sport. So Mike Golick asked her about a return on ESPN, and here's what Ronda Rousey had to say. So, Ronda, let's, let's go back and, and start with when you knew from the, the MMA when you were done there, when you, when you knew in your mind, I'm not going to fight anymore. I never said that. Ah, so there is a possibility that you could go back in time? There's a possibility that I could go back in time? That's go, your question to me? Go back in time and, and, and fight. Go back in the octagon. I do not have the ability to go back in time, no. No. Would you fight again? I don't know. Nice. Nice answer there, Roundy. Uh, you, you knew what he was getting at. Uh, awkward, to say the least, I would say. Um, she gets very sensitive when uh, her, her past UFC comes back to haunt her. Uh, people want to see her in the octagon. She made a big name for herself. There's no denying that. And she, she ran away, and she's still running away. She took the easy high road out with a much bigger paycheck, much safer paycheck, going to the WWE. And then a very reasonable question was asked, and she knew what Golik meant with the back in time. Would you go back in time and fight for the UFC was the question. We all know it. You spun it around because you – are very, very sensitive, and you can't handle the conversation of the UFC, and it pisses me off. You also suck at WWE. You can't speak for shit. So um, you knew what she meant. You knew what he meant, and she answered, I don't want to go back in time. He answered like a smart ass, like, oh, my God. Grow up. Answer the questions. Why didn't you go back to the UFC? Just admit you suck. Are we sure she wasn't just dumb and not understanding his questions? She, she may have just been she stupid. May have just, it sounds like she was just dumb. She could, she could just be dumb, but uh, anytime the UFC comes up to her, she, she kind of bails away from it. She kind of, you know, she goes away from it all the time. She, she goes into a little ball. She cries. She goes to Ellen and cries. Um, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired so of her. She, was, uh, she had a good thing going for her, and she knows she can't do it anymore. Just admit it. 
you're a UFC Hall of Famer if they even if that exists. You're going to be a WWE Hall of Famer just because you're a celebrity. Your movies suck too. You are horrible in Entourage. You need some acting lessons. Your acting also it, it shows how bad you suck in WWE as well. But um, you, you got a lot to go. You took the easy way out. You um, you ran with your tail in between your butt, and um, that's what you're doing. You're doing a simpler thing for more money. I get it, but I want you to own up to it, Rhonda. Own up to it one time, please. Uh, speaking of UFC, UFC 223, Goon, you're going to that in the Barclays oh, yeah. Center. Khabib and uh, Ferguson going at it, and it's rumored that Conor McGregor will be in attendance. So I expect a big pop from him over there in Brooklyn. Will he fight the winner? Will he fight the winner is the thing that is a rumor going around that Conor McGregor is finally going to come back to the UFC and fight the winner of Khabib and Ferguson. So that should be it. It's a pretty good card, too. I know Joanna's fighting. She's one of my favorite uh, female wrestlers over there. Uh, so check it out, UFC 223. It's April 7th at the Barclays Center. Uh, should be a good show, and hopefully Conor McGregor is there and challenges the winner because we are dying to see him back in the sport. We know, uh, you know, ever since he got that big paycheck from Floyd Money Mayweather, he's been running around enjoying spending his $100 million. You can't, you can't say I blame him, right? You're never going to get paid like that in the octagon, but um, that's, that's what we all love you for. So you've been kind of quiet after you collected your paycheck, and uh, we want to see you come back. So come back, Connor. Well, we want to see a fight. Let's do it. This is a good match. Take the winner. Hopefully it's Khabib. He's been challenging you for years. Uh, you never defended one of your titles once. Let's come back and get that credibility you once had where you were the man instead of just hiding around, spending all your money, enjoying life. Get back in the octagon. Take the spotlight again because the sport needs you, and we all want to see you. you got a lot of fans out there. He's a joy to watch. So let's get back there. Yeah, he's going to come back, win his belt back, and then defend it. Right. I mean, if happen? he wins it back, he probably won't defend it. He's never defended his titles. So um, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's go to boxing now. Canelo and Triple G, it is in serious jeopardy. Uh, Big Mike mentioned uh, the, other, uh, the other show that HBO has not been airing anything. They're not doing their special series with it. They're very nervous this fight's going to get canceled. It's looking more and more and more like our May 5th rematch of Canelo and Triple G is going to be postponed due to Canelo's failed drug test. Uh, contaminated meat, that bullshit excuse. Um, well, it's looking like uh, it's not going to happen now because the Nevada State Athletic Commission files, they filed a complaint against uh, Canelo for the doping violations. And it's looking more and more like it's going to get canceled. He's currently suspended. We don't know how long the suspension is. It was indefinitely. So, um, you know what? It might be better off that we don't see this fight considering the flare is kind of gone now that Canelo got the steroids thing going on with him. So this fight's going to happen. That's what it's, I, it's money. I'm on the edge here. I mean, more and more it points like it's not going to happen, but there's so much money involved here. And boxing. There's only names left. Right. There's only two money. fights people want to see, and we already saw one. It's Canelo Triple G rematch, and it's Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua uh, heavyweight match, which, which will be a great, great, great match. I'm going to get into Joshua's fight soon. Um, but boxing doesn't have too much hardcore money making fights anymore like that, and they want it to happen. But I mean, it's not up to boxing, it's up to this Nevada State Athletic Commission. So we're going to see what happens with that. It might be better off if you postpone it. I know May 5th is the ultimate boxing date. My boy, Money Mayweather, headline that all the time. And um, it's uh, usually a weekend. Everybody loves May 5th weekend. You get the Kentucky Derby. You get uh, baseball. You get NHL and NBA playoffs going on. You have the big fight uh, as the main event at night. It might not happen this year. Canelo Alvarez, he messed it up. Uh, he knows He knows he lost the Triple G. That's the thing. He knows he lost that fight. Uh, Triple G beat him, but it was ruled a draw. And like I said, I said a million times, I bet Canelo Alvarez that night, and I'll be the first one to tell you that I should have lost my money to Triple G because he won that fight. Great fight. It was closer than people thought, but not as close as a draw. Triple G won that fight. So I was looking forward to the rematch. And um, now, you know what? Maybe give it some time anyway. As much as I want to see the fight May 5th, um, if Canelo beats Triple G, it's going to be an asterisk next to it, you know? They're both undefeated in my book because Canelo only lost to Mayweather. But if Canelo were to beat Triple G after the doping violation, is anybody going to give him the props he deserves? Probably not. Probably not. So maybe a postponement is right. But I mean, either way, the doping violations, that's going to be a big black cloud hanging over the head of Canelo Alvarez. So It's going to be a minimum one-year suspension for his first time. Minimum one year. Then, uh, then how's he going to fight? Yes, if he's guilty, he's fighting him. So, yeah, okay, well, there you go. So, if he's guilty, the fight is definitely off. But, I mean, HBO is certainly worried because this is a cash cow fight, and uh, they're not promoting it. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. As for Anthony Joshua, a potential opponent for Deontay Wilder, who is definitely the most electrifying and most fun boxer you could watch because that guy, Wilder fights are so fun. Just YouTube this guy. His knockouts are laugh-out-loud funny. He just goes in there, 
swinging like a street fight, no boxing etiquette, putting his hands on no defense. He just comes up there. He's full out swinging at you. It is great. This guy, his knockouts are epic, and he wants to take on Anthony Joshua, who is 20-0 with 20 knockouts. Now, that is a fight boxing needs right there. Deontay Wilder's the real deal. He's undefeated as well. Joshua, he's taking on Parker tonight, and uh, it's a 5 p.m. fight, and I'm pretty sure it's free on Showtime. No uh, pay-per-view required, so 5 p.m., they're on Showtime. You're going to see a pretty good heavyweight fight. They probably won't fight at 5. I'm pretty sure that's when the show starts, but... um. Joshua's 20-0, 20 KOs. Parker's 24-0 at 18 KOs. And Deontay Wilder wants the winner. The over-under is set at eight and a half. And there's 38 combined KOs between these guys. So it's kind of tough to decide. But none of them got knocked out either at the same time. So as for the over-under, uh, I'm going with the over. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give Parker some love. Uh, he's never lost a fight. He's never fought someone as good as Joshua. But um, Joshua's also never had an opponent he didn't knock out. The knockout, I think, will come. I'm going to give... Parker at least to get into the ninth round to hold off on that knockout. So good fight. Showtime today, everybody. Joshua Parker over eight and a half rounds, uh, 5 p.m. on Showtime. That should be a good one. Um, I guess we can't go a show without talking about Odell Beckham Jr. So let's get into uh, the newest things going on here. The Giants, uh, they're not shopping them. They're not listening, but they're listening to offers. Two first-round picks apparently needs to be the price here. Uh, so Goon. What would you like to do with Odell Beckham here, fellow Giant fan? I'm, I think, in a minority. I want to, if we get the right price, trade him. It's interesting because the talent is unquestioned. There's probably yeah, no better talented player than Odell Beckham, talent-wise. But you're going to have these headaches forever. He's become one of those media circuses now. Wherever, whatever he does, wherever he goes, the media is going to be all over this guy. 100%, no matter what. Here's my problem, Odell. He has a terrible group of friends. Why Absolutely. <laughs> stop hanging out with these losers. Hang out with us. The videos won't leak. That's the problem. Your friends suck. He has a terrible inner circle. Um, he's also making terrible decisions. But the thing is... But these don't need to be released online. If you're in something... a hotel room with friends, these videos shouldn't be released. No, not at all. Uh, you know... Whoever did that, they probably made a good chunk of cash selling that to TMZ or whatever. But um, if you're Beckham's friend, you're, you're a terrible person for doing such. It's something the Giants seriously have to consider, though. If there's a time to move Odell Beckham, it's right now before you pay him, before you commit to him for the long time. Are, do you want this star receiver who's off to the best start any wide receiver could ever be? You know, his first three seasons, look at the numbers. They speak for himself. The guy's explosive. You throw him a 10-yard slant, he finds the end zone. He turns uh, 10-yard passes into 80-yard passes. So, Odo Beckham, there's no denying his talent, but he is extremely immature. Very, very immature. He needs to grow up. Um, it's, but the time would be now to trade him. You're going to deal with his problems forever. He's not going to grow up. Let's just face it. And even if he does grow up, the media is not going to go away from the guy. So, he, he's going to attract media over and over again. Uh, wherever he goes, every single day, everything he does is under the microscope. Everything's going to be exploited. So the Giants, do you want that in your locker room for X amount of years, for more than next year? You got the draft coming up. It's something else you guys uh, explore. Are you ready to move to a quarterback? Because, I mean, if you're going to stick with Eli Manning, it'd be pretty stupid to not keep Odell Beckham for his two years. Sure. It'd be pretty stupid to give him Brandon Marshall on a one-year deal as your number one receiver, and then you're going to have to start rebuilding at the wide receiver position. Because you're going to lose wide receiver depth after this year if you trade Odell Beckham and then you lose Brandon Marshall. Sterling Shepard, good receiver, but not a number one receiver. So you got to consider this big time. Um, and then if you do, if you're going to trade him, you probably have to go quarterback as much as I hate to say that too, no? Absolutely. You're completely – you're committing to the rebuild if you trade your best player. And there's no doubt our best player is Odell Beckham Jr. And now he's coming out with the reports the Rams are interested. And he's saying that he wants to play for the Rams. I mean, who knows if that's true. Hollywood. He definitely fits the Hollywood build over there in L.A. He loves the spotlight. He loves everyone talking about him. He loves everyone loving him. But um, it's a very tough decision that really has to take serious consideration by the New York Giants. GM Gettleman, I feel bad for this guy. He's coming in with so much already. He has come in. Uh, he, has, he didn't have too much cap this offseason. I thought he did a pretty good job for agency. He got, uh, he got Solder, big-time move over there. Uh, he got Ogletree, big-time move over there. Very, very low-key, very good moves, honestly. But now the biggest move he has to do is, I, I figured, was the number two draft pick. 
now his biggest move might be trading the star player of the New York Giants in Odell Beckham Jr. I said I would like to see them shopping around for the right price, but realistically, I don't think he's. I'll tell you what. Stays. I'm okay with whatever decision they make. If we're getting two first-round picks, which is the rumor thing, the rumor asking price, I'm okay trading Odell Beckham for two first-round picks. That's that's a great way to start the rebuild. But I'm also not okay with the Giants drafting a quarterback no matter what. <laughs> I don't want to see a quarterback at number two whatsoever because I think they all suck. I don't want to see Darnold. I think Darnold's the best of all. Of them. I, actually, I think Baker Mayfield is the best of all of them. But he cannot be in the same locker room as Odell Beckham Jr. That is disaster written all over. You thought the Jets had circuses back in the day? You put Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham in the same locker room? That is a circus beyond a belief. The Ringling Brothers are back if you put those two guys in the same locker room together. So that is a big no-no. I think Baker's the best and most talented, the Heisman Trophy winner. He's, he's short. So what? So is Drew Brees, the guy threw, threw for 5,000 yards, what, four, four seasons? So um, I don't care about his height. That guy, he can, he can make throws. He can make NFL throws. Josh Allen. I don't like his command. I don't think he's all that, um, you know, all that accurate. Uh, Sam Darnold, he was supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to be the bona fide, number one. He was supposed to be that Andrew Luck guy coming out of the draft. I'm the best quarterback. Well, guess what? He sucked. He had a pretty terrible campaign over there in the Pac-12 at USC. Josh Rosen, he sucked too. He was 6-6. Six and six. Whoop-de-doo. The guy's skinny. I get it. He'll fill out. But I don't like Josh Rosen either. Josh Allen, I don't like. Sam Darnold, I'm not crazy about. If I had to pick out of those guys because I can't pick Baker for the Giants, I would go Darnold but I don't want to see any of these quarterbacks. They're obviously not ready to start immediately. They need time. Luckily for the Giants, they'll have time under Eli Manning before they come in and progress. But I don't want to see any of these quarterbacks wearing giant blue. I think they could wait. Um, You never know what's going to happen. Uh, They might have the money to uh, get a quarterback when the Eli days are over, which unfortunately my man's days are coming to an end. It's very sad to say, but I want to see this guy get one more ring. They won 11 games last year, uh, two seasons ago. Two seasons. There was 11, they were from 11 games to three wins. I still think we can get back to that 11 wins. It sucks the Eagles got a lot better. The Eagles got a lot better, that's true, But because um, that's Carson Wentz taking a huge step. And then Nick Foles came in, and uh, he, he pretty much picked up where Carson Wentz left off. But, I mean, you gotta. it's a big decision you got to make because you got to start with the rebuild now or you got to go for it with Eli Manning. And the clock is ticking. There's not too many years to win another uh, Super Bowl with Eli Manning. Your thoughts? I think they're going to go quarterback. I've been saying it for a while. I, I don't know why. I just have a gut feeling they are going to go quarterback. But if they do do quarterback, I want that quarterback, I don't care who it is, under Eli for a year or two. I'm getting pretty tired of booing my franchise players at drafts. I booed the shit out of Chris Porzingis, <laughs> and I love that guy. Love him to death. Uh, finally, a piece the Knicks can uh, build around. And uh, I also booed Jason Pierre-Paul when they drafted him because I didn't think we needed defensive ends. But then that turned me on to the, uh, the three DNs on one line thing, which one is two Super Bowls, honestly. So I, I grew past that quickly. If the Giants have the quarterback, I'm booing the hell out of them, uh, no matter who they pick. I don't want to see any of these quarterbacks. I think they all suck. Like I said, luckily, they're not going to start for the Giants immediately. So you think the three-win season was bad? But Imagine one of these guys starting next year. That's the trend, though. Look at Aaron Rodgers under Brett Favre. You, you know, you let a guy learn under a veteran quarterback. Who's better than Eli Manning? Like, just to play under. What we learned from Eli, definitely big-time veteran. MVPs. If you're going to learn under someone, why not Eli Manning? And that could be our future And he's a lead-by-example guy. We all know Eli. He doesn't come out there. He doesn't show a lot of fire, blah, blah, blah. But uh, he's not the most vocal of all people. But he leads by example. He he commands respect in that locker room. And um, that's – I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for a quarterback to really learn under, but – We'll find out. I mean, if Odell Beckham were to go to the Rams, that's a serious offense. This team led the league in points per game last year, and now you're going to throw Odell Beckham over there. And we all saw Jared Goff take a humongous next step uh, for the Rams. And they throw the ball there. They, yeah, and they, they will throw, and they got a running back. I mean, that with Gurley, their run game with Gurley and their passing game over there with Goff and everybody they got over there, that's a dangerous, dangerous thing. Now you're going to put Odell Beckham over there. But, but will they give up two first-round picks? That and Odell already came out and said he wants what twenty-plus million a year. And do the yeah, and do the giant? Can they pay Odell? You got to trade two first-round picks, and then you have to pay the guy. So two first-round picks, and you got to pay him on top. Yeah. That's a that's a you're right. That's a hundred percent great point. Uh, that's a huge asking price for a guy like that. So, but I mean, do the Giants even want two first-round picks from the Rams? The Rams look like they're going to be pretty good for a while. Yeah, I mean, first-round first round picks are first-round first picks. picks. You're getting yeah. a top thirty player. You know, people are like oh, I got the, uh, the you know uh, the Eagles they're picking thirty. Like, so what? that? You're getting the 30th best player in the draft. That's pretty damn good. Go, going back to the Giants real quick. If you don't draft a quarterback here this year, and Eli, well, maybe Davis Webb is good. We don't know. We haven't seen him. I don't think so. 
You don't think so? I'm not prone on Pac-12 quarterbacks, and there's two we're debating about talk, uh, taking over here. At the number say two you pick. don't take a quarterback this year. When or where are you getting a quarterback from the future? How many years do Eli have left? Two, three? Eli's got at least two years left. I, I'm, I'm in the two ballpark, yeah. But after that, are you going to have another second overall pick? I hope not. I don't know. Um, I hope we don't have another second overall Also, the Barkley thing. I know a lot of people are big on Barkley. Um, I want Barkley. I'm with it. I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm also okay with trading back. I mean, everyone talks about the Buffalo Bills as a potential uh, trading suit. Um, we saw the, the haul the Colts got. Love that trade for the Colts more because it looks like they're going to get their boy Chubb, who they were going to take third, apparently, overall, back at six. So you get all these draft picks and the same guy at six. That's well, great for the Indianapolis Colts. That's the thing with the Giants. If they're not taking a quarterback and they're not taking Barkley, they have to trade back. My, my whole view is what, whatever, whatever they do with that pick, if it's not a quarterback, I salute Gettleman. But this is also something if you pass up on these quarterbacks and they actually turn out to be good, this guy's going to be roasted. But and there's a lot of people who like me who don't want these quarterbacks, and they're all going to turn their backs on him and say, you should have took the quarterback. You had the two-pick. When you get the two-pick, you got to take the quarterback. Well, you know what? If they're good, you made the wrong decision passing a lot of these guys. But now look at the Jets give up with the third overall pick. That has to increase the value of the exactly. second. That pick. trade is only so bigger. If you can even think back to the Robert Griffin the third trade with the Rams. They traded yeah. back with the Redskins. They gave up a huge – they got a huge haul back for uh, the number two pick. And, yeah, just so judge it right off what the if, Jets did. If you take – Anybody other than a quarterback or Barkley at two, and you don't trade back, you're a stupid idiot of the week. <laughs> because you can trade – why not trade back to six or seven or eight, whatever? You're not that far much down. And then still get that defensive end you want or that lineman you want. And you know and what? You have all that all, returns. All the mock drafts, they all had the same thing. They all said um, Barkley, Barkley, Barkley for the Giants, too. Then this Odell thing comes about. Uh, I'm not going re- to step foot on the field until I'm paid money. Now, all of a sudden, the Giants are all going quarterback. So, you, it's a, it's a big-time decision, and Odell has a lot to do with this uh, second pick. So, from now until the draft, we'll see how it goes. And uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be annoying, but it's going to be pretty interesting at the same time. So, we'll see about that. But, uh, you know, it's not annoying. Winning money. And uh, <laughs> winning money is quite fun. And I have some tickets here for you to punch and win some money today. Um, five and two on the MLB season so far, and we're looking to build off that. We're looking to have a successful MLB season with a lot of money coming into our pockets. So let's get on the horse here. Let's go with it. We're going to start off with the Houston Astros first half minus a half run. That's a minus 135 big. You got um, McCullers going today, and I think he's going to absolutely dominate the Rangers after the loss yesterday. I think he shuts down the Rangers. He looked pretty damn sharp in spring. Colors is going to do the job. First five Astros will be up at least one run. Now we're going to go with the White Sox money line. My boy Lucas Giolito is pitching. And that is my boy. He uh, had a two ERA last year. He's one of the top prospects. And he's going to a whole season to finally prove everybody that he is the real deal. I think the White Sox kind of done with this guy. Let's see if he delivered today. The White Sox actually took some runs. They had 11 runs. That's a lot for a team that everybody thinks is going to be close to the they got their guys in there. They got guys in there. The White Sox are going to get a W today. I'm also going to go with Fulmer. First half, Tigers minus a half run. He's at a minus 105. Fulmer, when he's pitching, one of the best pitchers in this month. The guy's got the stuff. There's no denying that. Tigers put up some runs. They had a double-digit runs in their first game against the Pirates. And the Pirates, they're not all that great. Tigers are home. Reasonable line. We're going to go with Fulmer getting the job done with the run support. First half Tigers minus a half run at minus 105. Mentioned this earlier to you all. Two team four point teaser in the NCAA uh, Final Four Loyola plus nine and a half. Two team four point teaser Loyola plus nine and a half. And Jayhawks plus nine. I like that a lot. You get an extra four points on top of the dogs. I like that to cover very, very much so for tonight's Final Four. We're going to go to the NHL. The Nashville Predators, one of the hottest teams in the NHL going on right now. They're at home against the Buffalo Sabres. I like the Predators to win by at least two goals. So we're taking that Predator puck line, minus one and a half. That's listed at minus 115 right now. And boxing, Joshua, Anthony Joshua, and Parker. We're going to go. We're going to take that over of eight and a half. They got it listed at plus 140. So you're getting a nice juicy payout here. I'm really, really trusting the chin of Parker to hold off Anthony Joshua and his vicious uh, knockouts because he's knocked out everybody he's ever fought. But uh, Parker's never lost, too, so he's never went down. So I'm going to trust that enough. I'm going to trust his chin for that fight to go at least into the ninth round before Joshua wins by decision or knockout. So Anthony Joshua and Parker over eight and a half rounds. Those are your plays 
for the day. As always, check out our Twitter at www. No, not www. At Over the Top Sport. No S. <laughs> and um, you can always catch the plays there. We'll also have our daily fantasy plays for going on for you guys. So always, always take a look at that. And we have more for you. Big Mike's got the fantasy updates for you. It's a, it's a very good Twitter going on. Also, don't forget, Monday night, we got Jeff Jarrett coming on. WWE Hall of Famer, he'll be inducted this Friday night over in New Orleans at the Smoothie King Center. One of the more funnier names, I'd have to say, next to the big uh, Superdome over there. So um, I guess we'll get into some wrestling now. Um, WrestleMania is, is almost here. So we might as well talk about the big show. We got a wrestler coming on Monday, so why not? Um, the, one of the bigger matches is Ronda Rousey's match. Uh, we're finally going to see her in her first ever scripted wrestling match. And she's teaming up with one of my personal favorites, Kurt Angle. And he'll be taking on the bosses, the power couple, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Uh, I wonder who's a better wrestler at this point. Ronda Rousey or Stephanie McMahon? That's a pretty fair question if you ask me. Um, we'll see that. Stephanie McMahon throws the best slaps around, but let's see her in the ring. She actually has some experience. Ronda doesn't. Uh, Ronda's promos have sucked, but uh, Kurt Angle and Triple H, they should put on a good show amongst those two. Those two are great, and they don't fight every day, so it's a joy to see those two back in the ring together. Um, probably the match of the night, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. Um, Shinsuke won the Royal Rumble. My, my friend Horse, they enjoyed it very, very much. And uh, he won a couple money on that, a couple bucks on that. That's going to steal the show just because those two are excellent in-ring wrestlers. I think Shinsuke's a little overrated. He does too much kicking. But anytime you're paired up with the phenomenal one, you're in for a phenomenal match. So AJ Styles, Shinsuke. Uh, you also got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. We all know the deal what's going to happen in that match. So no one really cares about it too much. But uh, this might be Brock Lesnar's last match before he goes to the UFC. So it's going to be fun. Roman Reigns is going to win. We'll see how that match goes. Uh, the Intercontinental title match, that one's pretty good. My boy, The Miz, he's taking on um, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. That should have a lot of high, fi- high flying and, you know, it should be fun. It should be fun and entertaining, uh, fast-paced match like that. Uh, Daniel Bryan is back. Uh, everybody cares but me. Uh, that guy's a tool. His promos suck. I hate his voice. I hate his wrestling. He's not that great of a wrestler. He just says yes a lot, and that gets him title shots and main events. Uh, so I'm not too big on that guy, but he's teaming up with Shane O'Mac. He's taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is also one of my least favorite wrestlers. That guy has nothing going for him. He has Kevin Owens carrying him, but he's really just bringing down Kevin Owens, if you ask me. So we also got that. And um, we're going to take a quick little break here. So Goon's going to fire up a song here. We got about 13 minutes to go. If you want to get involved in the action, please do give us a call here at 646-716-5403. That's 646-716-5403. Over the Top Sports. We'll be right back with you. Spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it New York, New York I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Top of the heap These little town blues Are melting away I'll make a brand new start of it in old New York. If I can make it there, I'll make it anywhere. It's up to you, New York, New
Sports. So the MLB is underway. We figure we'll go through a little preview with you all guys here as um, we are approaching our final 10 minutes of the show. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we got the Pirates taking on the Tigers at 110. Trevor Williams versus Michael Fulmer. Spread is minus 115. Over-under is set at 8. We got the Cardinals and the Mets. Michael Walker versus Jacob DeGrom. Over-under set at 7. That's a pretty good spot because you don't know what's really going to happen there. Uh, what's Waka got? You know DeGrom's going to deliver. Cardinals, uh, Mets look like they get a pretty good season if they got these two guys healthy. So I also don't know how good the Cardinals are going to be. The Mets are favorites, minus 120. Nationals and the Reds, uh, 2-0 win for the Nationals yesterday. You got Steven Strasburg versus Luis Castillo. Uh, underrated pitcher for the Reds, honestly. And it was a 2-0 game yesterday. Uh, Nationals are minus 160 favorites with Strasburg going. Over-under set at 8. Maybe an under in that game or maybe a no-run first inning, something like that for any of you betters out there. Defending champions, the Houston Astros, they're taking on the Rangers over there in the Battle of Texas. Lance McCullers Jr., I'm big on this guy. Matt Moore, the left-handed, I think he's going to get rocked today by um, by Houston with that big lineup with a lot of right-handed bats in there. So um, look, play a lot of Astros in the Daily Fantasy if you could. Uh, Astros, I also have the first five. Lance McCullers uh, minus a half over there for the Astros. Angels and the Athletics going on. Matt Shoemaker versus Daniel Mengden. And that's 1-1 uh, each. Uh, they each split a game over here. Mike Trout hit a home run. Uh, yesterday, Albert Polis hit a home run on opening day. So, uh, obviously, those are the big stars over there you got to keep an eye on. We'll see how Mengden does and Shoemaker. Those are those are pitchers that are just big-time question marks over there. Are they, are they good? Are they bad? Shoemaker has never been healthy. Uh, we'll see if he could. My New York Yankees. CC Sabathia getting the hill today against Marco Estrada. Estrada was not good last year. I think he finished very close to a 5 ERA. The line is even. It's a pick em. So, the Astros are down 2-0 in the series already. I mean, the Blue Jays are down 2-0 in the series already, something to look forward to uh, and look into. That's why I don't know uh, they're going to come and attack. But um, CeCe Zabathia, he was, he was stupendous last year. He was huge for the Yankees. He, you could have said he was their ace in the postseason at one point. Um, we'll see how he uh, follows up this season after a really, really good year last year as the Yankees and Blue Jays take off at 407 over there in Canada. Indians, Mariners, Carlos Carrasco, James Paxton, good pitching matchup. Over-under set at seven. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I could trust uh, both these guys to come out there and get the job done with the uh, stellar performances, but uh, Vegas giving a lot of love to James Paxton. I know Big Mike wasn't too big on Paxton, but I like this kid, and so is Vegas today. At home, Paxton minus 115 uh, is the Indians, so minus 105 for the Mariners at home. And the Mariners, they got the job done with Felix Hernandez in the home opener as he defeated Corey Kluber, uh, two-time American League Cy Young winner. So that should be a good one over there. Maybe the Mariners can uh, ruin the – they have the big uh, drought here of making the playoffs. And my producer tells me we're getting a call, so let's fire that through there. Welcome to Over the Top Sports. Hey, what's going on? It's the horse from Wontaw. The horse from Wontaw. My <laughs> man, how we doing? Good. How's it good. hanging? Hey, really enjoying it. Uh, it's hanging. I, I know it is. WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, really enjoying it. I was talking to it today, but anyway. Yeah. So real quickly, because yeah, I've got much time left. Um, this your thoughts maybe on the Undertaker? I mean, are we actually going to see him on Raw this Monday? Are we actually going to see him at WrestleMania? I know Santos have been teasing to come on, but we haven't seen him yet. I mean, is he actually going to? I'm, I'm assuming he has to come on. I mean, it's WrestleMania. Come on, he has to be there. But anyway, I just want to get your thoughts on that. And really, if you have any time, uh, if you, I'd really like to get some NHL playoff predictions from you guys maybe next week. Uh, maybe you could just like dedicate a little bit of the show to that because uh, I'd really like to hear your thoughts on the NHL playoffs coming up. All right. Thank you, Horse from Wontaw. We appreciate the call. I think The Undertaker is 100% showing up on Monday Night Raw because they're not going to have John Cena matchless at WrestleMania. And obviously his uh, intentions were all set 
on The Undertaker week in, week out. Where are you? I want you. Come back. Let's fight. Your ego, blah, blah, blah. So I think you're definitely going to see The Undertaker on Monday Night Raw. John Cena uh, is not going to have no match at WrestleMania. He's not going to go as a fan, as he would normally say. Um, the thing is, how's The Undertaker going to come back? There's a lot of rumors about the American badass. So we might see him on a bicycle again. We all know he put his gloves and his hat down with the dark ministry guy in the ring when he lost the Roman Reigns, another predictable outcome. Um, so I think you're going to see Undertaker Monday night. I think it's a good thing because I think that's going to save the pay-per-view. I think that's got the star power. It's crazy how a 50-year-old Undertaker still commends the respect of the fans and he still puts on decent matches and he's still going to be the headline of these WrestleManias despite being so old. I uh, know his streak's gone and um, – this, it's crazy because I think he's going to lose to Cena, especially they end up doing the uh, another thing rumored is the career versus career. Um, if they go with that, they're going to make the Undertaker lose three times at WrestleMania when he was undefeated at WrestleMania every single year. That was the biggest thing he had going for him, his biggest uh, accomplishments, and they're just taking it away. They're just losing the lust. It, it kind of sucks that they made him lose, especially if you're going to make him lose, make him lose once. Uh, they're going to make him lose three times. I think he's going to lose to John Cena, but yes, I think you're going to see uh, Mark Calloway square off with John Cena at WrestleMania. As for your, uh, the hockey, Big Mike and Rob, they're back on Monday with predictions. Um, they are definitely much more knowledgeable in the hockey field than I am. But uh, my NHL predictions, I had, I'm still going with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm going to go with the Penguins, and I want to see the Knights get in there. Uh, I think that would be so great for uh, the NHL to see this inaugural team come in there and make the Stanley Cup in their first, game, uh, first season. So I'm pulling for the Knights, but out West, I don't really know who I like all that much. Um, it's interesting because the, the Lightning are really good, but the Penguins are just the Penguins, man. They, uh, I'm surprised they didn't fire their coach yet to go on and win the Cup. But um, they'll get back into it more. Mike and Rob will talk some NHL with you guys on Monday. I'll be at the Yankee home opener this Monday, which should be fun. We're getting some snow, I heard. I heard a potential inch. It might have a nice snow day. So unfortunately, I got to dress warm. is something I don't really enjoy doing, but you know what, if it's just an inch, that might add a little more uh, extra to the atmosphere that day. So real quickly, let's finish off the MLB preview. Uh, the Red Sox and the Rays, they're 1-1 right now. David Price uh, evened it out after the Red Sox bullpen blew another win for Chris Sale. Chris Sale has probably been robbed of 30 wins of his MLB career due to his bullpen. Uh, I Believe me, I know. My wallet knows. So uh, Chris Sale, once again, doesn't get the win that he deserves. Uh, but today they got Rick Porcello, former AL Cy Young winner two years ago against Andrew Kittredge. Uh, the Rays are talking about doing a four-man rotation. I don't think they're going to go through with it. They're throwing out Kittredge for the third game. I do like Rick Porcello to bounce back and get a win for the Sox today. Minus 135 favorites for the Red Sox. Twins and Orioles, Kyle Gibson versus Andrew Kashner. Ew. Ew, ew, ew. Andrew Kashner, not a very, very good pitcher at all. The O's, uh, we all know about their rotation problems. I like the Twins to come out there and win behind Gibson. They're a minus 115 favorite. The over-under is nine. Maybe even play a little over in that. Philadelphia Phillies versus the Braves. Vince Velasquez, very, very underrated pitcher versus Brandon McCarthy. The Braves, uh, they went to extra innings with the Phillies, and they got a big win by a uh, big hit by Nick Markakis, a walk-off. So uh, tonight it's a little rubber match on the Saturday game. Atlanta's favorite minus 120. I'm liking the Phillies here with Vince Velasquez. I think he's good, and I think McCarthy's past his time. I don't think he's all that great anymore. Cubs, Marlins. Um, you Darvish, he's going up against uh, – we don't know yet for the Marlins, but um, – um, it looks like, oh, this is interesting. Aaron Judge is playing center field today. Look at that. That should be fun to watch. I, I look forward to that very, very much so. Cubs, Marlins, you Darvish versus undecided. It looks like the Cubs are big 220 favorites. I like the Cubs against whoever they're throwing out there. The Marlins, not that good, even though they are on pace for an 80-win 500 season. Lights out. I mentioned earlier, Lucas Giolito, he's on the hill. He's facing Ian Kennedy. Uh, Ian Kennedy's not the greatest pitcher, but the Royals are home. Uh, we're going to go with the White Sox to get the W over there. Rockies, Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks look pretty damn good. Everybody worried about the humidity over there. Well, they're throwing out Granky today to take a 3-0 lead on the Rockies in the season. They're throwing out Herman Marquez. I like the D-backs a lot behind Granky today, minus 150, despite the Rockies really trying to come out there and get a win in this series. Brewers, Padres, Brent Sutter, Louis Perdomo. I'm um, going with the Brew Crew to win again. I don't like the Padres whatsoever. Brent Sutter, very good pitcher over there. Uh, Brewers 2-0. We love that revamped lineup. Lorenzo Cain making things happen. Giants-Dodgers, big-time series. Uh, two runs total for the Giants. They were enough to get two wins against the zero-run uh, Dodgers over here. Derek Holland against Kenta Maeda. The Dodgers do get their first win of the season today. Uh, it was a tough show to do by myself here over the top sports. The hour came by. Uh, we ended up finishing a little strong. I want to thank everybody for listening. Definitely check out Monday night. We have WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett coming on. 
Uh, we are live 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. We wanna, I want to thank everybody over here, here from the Wheelbarrow Studios, Vinny the Shark, Goon, the producer, the MVP of the show over here, I like to say. We would like to wish you all a great day. Enjoy the weekend, and thank you for listening. Good night, everybody. Check out our website at www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport, no S, and on Instagram at Over the Top Sports Show.